30 miles north of New York City, the problems of our violent age are pondered over in one of America's most influential think tanks, the Hudson Institute. In this 19th century mansion, they are looking for alternative futures, both utopian and dystopian. The end product of this think tank, scenarios, scripts for the 21st century. Uh, you know, let's admit that you know, the affluence, the skills, the technology, will really make life better in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we also know these things go badly. Right. Uh, okay, everybody's worried about the, the possibilities of you know, various kinds of social controls and so on. What would the scenario be? Herman Kahn is director of the Institute, Tony Wiener his assistant. Uh, it has to involve the, the social controls coming into effect gradually and um, uh, slowly and at each step as a result of some decision which seems to be very much in the general interest. That yeah. is no imposition by um, an evil, uh, evilly intended big brother. How are we going to achieve a utopian peace in our cities, even without the bomb? What is the scenario for a utopian peace? To take a black power movement, right. and one which really is trying to cause problems, but sand in the gears. Right. And you've already set up a good deal of this social uh, watching. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your TV cameras everywhere, you've got your data processing, everybody has his ID card, you've double-checked it. Mm -hmm. And now, all of a sudden, you've got these guys that are throwing sand in the gears, and you clamp down. That is, you keep track of every car. You keep track of every... This is easy to do. You keep track of 10% uh, or 100% of the conversation that occurs on telephones. Uh, one could, um, with a computer capacity that will be available in the next couple of decades, one could easily record every phone conversation made. And then one could easily scan mechanically. No human being could spend the centuries that would be required. One could scan every conversation looking for keywords that would identify the conversation as uh, worth looking into a little further. So that, for example, uh, one could begin with a naive set of words. Uh, kill, rob, murder, assassinate, plot, uh, conspire. You know, you can do more than that. You, can, uh, you could imagine temporarily tranquilizing a whole city. You know, it's been uh, upset, been riots. Mm -hmm. You know, let's put trans guards either in the air or in the water. Mm -hmm. You know, just mm -hmm. get people settled down a bit. Uh, I can imagine you could do the preventive medicine going on in this kind of state. Mm -hmm. You know, where you really check up with everybody and you see that they keep their drug levels right. Yes. In fact, give uh, the first thing you do when you go into uh, to work is they punch you and check your blood and see that the drug level is what it's supposed to be. So you'll you'll buy the safety. Uh, of your city at the expense of the privacy of individuals and for most people most of the time uh, the intrusion will not be the kind of thing they'd be conscious of. So the scenario for a utopia without violence is achieved at the expense of your private life. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to Please Call Me Crazy. This is your guest host again David Penn filling in for the traveling Royce White. Excited to be back with you. It's going to be a good show today because I'm I'm worked up today. There's a lot going on. I've got guests in the studio. My uh, scientific friends are here. I've, they're off camera, but I got uh, I got visitors. I'm being I'm I have an audience, so I get to show off. Hey, what the hell? Uh, but I'm I'm very happy to be back, and I hope you're well. Uh, I hope that people care about you. And I want to say again, our American citizens movement cares about the well-being 
of every single American citizen. Got to start right there. We got to get away from this us versus them mentality. You know, I played this um, opening bit again. We played it the last Please Call Me Crazy because, you know, you have to really listen to it carefully. I got my friend Mark in here. You know, that was kind of stunning, wasn't it? It, what was stunning about it was, this is from the early 60s, maybe the late 50s, and they were laying out the entire program of the kind of surveillance we find ourselves under right now, even they were searching for a mechanism to put an entire city to sleep. That'd be called your smartphone, in shorts, in dopamine, and legalized marijuana, in all the other ways they've put us to sleep. I mean, they've really put us to sleep. Not, of course, this audience. This audience is uh, taking their red pills. But these people were some blue pill distributing MFers. Okay, I'm trying not to swear. I want to be mainstream now because we're, we're going to implement our strategy and we want everybody involved in this. I want a message that I develop with this community, with you, that 70% of the American people can get behind. And that's what we're going to need if we're going to get this thing worked out, if we're going to get it sorted out. We need new messaging. We got to get beyond the divisions that our intellectual elites have sowed in our society. You know, when when you go to the Middle East, for example, and I've been there, and you start looking at the borders of the countries, they don't follow mountain ranges and river valleys and the natural borders that a country normally would have. They're straight lines. They're drawn with a compass. And who drew those straight lines? That'd be the British Empire. And how were those lines drawn? Right in the heart of communities with the intention of turning the Shia community against the Sunni community and to create an internal conflict and an internal war, which goes on to this day, which prevents the people from organizing and providing for their own self-governance. It's hard to have self-governance when you're in a war zone. That's called every man for themselves and every woman for themselves. We got the same thing in our states. Our states have these things called Senate districts. The state Senate and the state house of every state, each state is divided up into districts. And the districts don't talk to each other. The districts are at odds with each other. This is just that British model of dividing people translated into our own backyard. So we've got our politics is divided at the state level. We got two allegedly warring parties, Democrat and Republican. And a lot of people believe that. They don't realize they're in on it together. And then we've got all these other divisions going on, pro-life, pro-choice, transgender, you know, human family. I mean, there's so many. And these hatreds are getting stirred and stirred and stirred. And I put this first piece up with the Hudson Institute and Herman Kahn. Who's Herman Kahn? Herman Kahn, and I've said this, and please go look it up. Did you know he was the model for Dr. Strangelove? When Stanley Kubrick wrote Dr. Strangelove, Herman Kahn was the character model for the, for the good doctor. And this guy's very important. And guess whose payroll he was on? That would be the CIA, the Hudson Institute, security service to the max. And this guy was a futurist and he was trying to develop strategies for social control. I mean, they look, if this thing doesn't show up, like let's say we go to put up this video 
tomorrow night, and we can't put this up for the first time, which wouldn't surprise me. It'd be because the powers that be do not want me and you to know that they've been working on this since the early 60s. Actually, if you really want to read your source materials, they've been working on it since the 1880s. Ouch! We're supposed to believe that this is all a random event. I'm going to talk to you about some things that just happened last night that lets me know that there's no randomicity. There is random events, but the core ideology, the core impulse, the strategy to get the global governance in a cashless society and to limit our freedom, which was guaranteed to us by, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hey, that's a lot of work. They figured out, hey, why should we go through so much work? All these people being free to live their lives in pursuit of happiness? Ah, we don't need to do that. That's too much work. And they've been walking us back into a state of servitude I'll just give you one that jumps to mind. Does everybody, everybody remember the Patriot Act? Remember this guy, this Dr. Weiner was said, we have to institute these social controls in a way it doesn't seem like Big Brother, that it, it responds to a popular need. And we had the 9-11 disaster. I know there's people in the audience that think that was a fix. I don't want to go there. It's not my line of country. But afterwards, we all... All of us wanted to go get into that war in Afghanistan, and all of us basically supported, except for a very small minority of people that were already taking their red pills, thought the Patriot Act was great because it was going to protect us from terrorism. I remember they had that, uh, what was that, uh, they had that thing that was in the mail. They had that uh, poison chemical, anthrax it was, right? They were getting the anthrax and the letters. I remember going out to my mailbox, like going, whoo, I'm afraid to take in the mail. That's what they did. They created the fear. And then we were happy to give up our freedom so that the government could watch the terrorists. And they were all the Muslim terrorists. Guess who the terrorists are now? That'd be me. And that'd be you. That's why it takes some courage. Some courage, some courage to stand up and tell the truth. I want to thank Free People Radio for giving, please call me crazy, this platform. Appreciate it. I want to thank our sponsors. Our first sponsor, TireGet.com. That's T-I-R-E-G-E-T.com. TireGet. For all your tire needs, there's 14,000 different kinds of tires in stock. Everything you need for your vehicles, and it's a win-win. You buy the tires, you can't get out of that, and you support the movement, and I am asking you to do it. Please. The next time you have to buy tires, go to TireGet. And you know what? We have other sponsors now, like MyBookie.com. We talked about it. Put a little skin in the game. Go to MyBookie.com. Thank you to MyBookie for supporting Truth Media. We're Truth Media. Our sponsors are the Patriot Economy. You take Truth Media plus the Patriot Economy, freedom. That's why we're doing this. For free, we actually have to defend our freedom. And that's as it should be. Ghostbed, ghostbed.com, another sponsor, and precinctstrategy.com, 
where you can go for a tutorial on everything you need to get in the game of politics. Well, I had a long preamble because that is not random. We have to get out of this thing that, you know, bleep happens. Bleep doesn't happen. It is becoming increasingly clear to me that things are working along a very programmatic fashion. Now, there's a lot of randomnessity in here, and that just covers up the strategy. And the strategy is one world government, one world currency, and tyranny. That's the strategy of who? A very small number of people. A couple thousand people are behind this. A couple thousand. Maybe they got 10,000 operatives. You know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. You know, I really like the James Bond movies. I like the James. They had Spectre on there since the 60s. And it always kind of ruined it for me. I thought, what is Spectre? Come on, this has got to be a scam. What kind? It made it into a fairy tale. But the guy that wrote the James Bond movies, Ian Fleming, was ex-MI6. He was a former secret agent. And what he was doing was he was letting us know what he had discovered in working for the British government in their secret service, that there was an organization of corporations that want to take everything away from everybody, starting with our money. Starting with our money. Anybody suffering from inflation out there? Tanner, are you suffering from inflation? Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? It's just terrible. And it's not an accident. You know, when you go to, let's say, Columbia University, which I like to pick on, and you get a PhD in economics, you have to develop new information, new knowledge that's never before been revealed. That's what a PhD is. You're, you're plowing new ground. And you're studying what's happened in the past about how things went wrong. And you know what these economists do? After they figure out how things went wrong by accident, they can make them go wrong on purpose. And that's what they're doing right now. They're making the economy go wrong on purpose to make us, to make me poor. And I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You know, just because I'm wearing a nice suit, don't think I'm a rich man. I'm showing you my respect. I mean, as a matter of fact, the day is going so poorly, let me digress. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for creating the light and the dark. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for creating me in your image. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for making me an American. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for making me free. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for healing the blind. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for feeding the people. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for releasing the bound. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for raising up the downtrodden. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for creating the heavens and the earth. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for providing for all my needs. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for directing my path. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for our American courage. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for crowning America with glory. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for restoring strength to the weary. 
You know, when you get your back against the wall, that's when you, hey, there's no atheists in a foxhole. You know, we can live our lives in a very kind of materialist way. But when you get a diagnosis or you find yourself in a situation where there's no human answer, if you have a supernatural relationship, you got power. Start developing it now. You may find that you need it. And I think our country needs it. Because I'm telling you, I got evidence just from last night that these people have a plan. It gets clearer and clearer every day for me. But before we go dark, before we go dark, I want to say hi to Royce. Royce is, Royce is just in demand. We're going to get him back here. We'll get the studio all lined up next week for call-ins, Skyping in. It's going to be great. See him on Fearless. He's on all the time. He's just so busy with this big three, big three schedule and all the other work that he's doing. He's letting me carry the ball for a while, and I want to thank you for, for letting me you know, lead the show here tonight. Uh, Royce is on a team, as you know, in the big three. The power. They're four and one. They're in first place. First place. First place. They got a game coming up. The third game this coming Sunday, broadcast live on CBS Sports. Think about how big this is. You know, the following of the big three is growing so quickly, it's starting to freak out the other guys. And why is that? Because when you play in the big three, you get to be yourself. These people are the rebels. These people have personalities. These people are playing a different kind of a game, and it's more entertaining than the other guys. And guess what? The people are figuring it out. That's why CBS has expanded to a full afternoon of coverage. It's fantastic. Now, we got a 4-1 and one team, the power, playing a 3-2 and two team, the enemies, has every makings of a, of a great game. Royce has been leading. He's leading the charge. And I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to ask you to go to mybookie.com, mybookie.com, and lay down some action on this game that's coming up this weekend or on any game because that is the patriot economy. This website, as I've said, is very frictionless. It's very customer-friendly. These people can facilitate you getting some skin in the game on anything. And guess what? When you do it, go do it even if you're not a better. Put in 20 bucks. Put in 50 bucks. You're supporting a company that's in the Patriot economy that's supporting this broadcast, and we need your support. Put in promo code Royce. It's upward slash mybookie.com, upward slash Royce. Put in promo code Royce, and you're going to get, I want to get this right. You're going to grab yourself extra funds that is redeemable all the way up to a thousand bucks. So just by going for the first time and using Royce as a promo code, you got an extra thousand bucks upside. So please, let's enjoy Sunday's game. Let's support Royce and let's support mybookie.com. It's great. I have a lot of fun. I've been there. I'm going to do it. You do it. Let's support these businesses that have the courage to support Truth Media. It takes courage. They need your support. Please do it. Okay, the strategy. We talked about this last time, but the strategy is starting right now. So I'm going to go over it again. I'm going to go over it again. It's a little repetitious, 
But you know, it's like any other strategy. Do I get it the first time when somebody get? Mark, did I get it the first time? No, I got one of my best business associates in here. He's shaking his head because he knows I'm half a dummy. Compared to him, I am. This guy's a you know very accomplished a scientist, which I think it's great that I got a scientist in the room because I'm not anti-science. I'm very pro-science. What I'm anti is science being used to take away my freedom and my life. That I do not support. We are a people that have benefited tremendously from the science and the scientific method, the inquiry, the constant questioning that comes with the scientific method, the constant refinement, the, the attention to detail, the precision. Oh, we as humanity, we are tremendous beneficiaries, but we've let a system take advantage, corrupt our scientists, and they're producing things now that are not necessarily good for my well-being. And I don't support that. So I love having a scientist in the room watching today because there's lots of good science. As I said, Professor Penn, if I step on a nail and I see a blood infection starting, hey, I'm right down to urgent care for penicillin. I don't want to see how that comes out because it's 50-50. So let us not be impugning the flower of humanity a flower of the human experience. Let us reclaim the scientific method in science from the control of evil people. It's not science. It's the evil people that have put themselves in the control position. It's like our government. Our government's not evil. Our institutions are not evil. They're wonderful. They're God-inspired. But we've let corrupt human beings get in control. And you know who some of them are. All of a sudden, little current events, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. You know, the Republicans, well, we're not going to prefer impeachment charges against Joe Biden. We're not going to do it. No, we're not. It's bad for the country. Oh, and all of a sudden, they're talking about it. Why? Because, and all of a sudden, Hunter Biden is, oh, the Justice Department's going to indict him. Whoa, what changed? Joe Biden doesn't want to give up his job in show business. That's what changed. They're, he's not going to just walk off the stage nicely. They're going to have to give them a little kick in the ass. And they're going to kick them in the ass. Because guess what? This guy is a, in my opinion, is a personification of issues that need serious investigation. I'm not convicting him. He's an American citizen. He deserves a trial by a jury of his peers. He, there's enough smoke there that people can look at it and let us maintain the rule of law. Let us not descend into a mob. Because when we do that, guess who's going to win? That crazy guy, Herman Kahn, who's figuring out how to subdue a whole city, tranquilize a whole city. Do you think they don't have that ready to go? Because they do. You know, when the mob works for them, hey, they'll fuel it. If the mob's working against them, we're all going to get tranquilized. We don't need to go there. We have functioning institutions. We just need people to stand up and tell the truth. That's why this is truth media. So what's the strategy? The strategy is you're going to start seeing in your feed from, from Royce and from me and from other, other content that's going to appear on this uh, Free People Radio channel, 60-second clips 
five-minute clips, uh, 60 seconds short, excuse me, in a five-minute clip, and it's going to, you know, it's going to be really condensed and really accurate about a single subject. You're an editor. You're now participating in what's called crowdsourcing. This is the most powerful tool that we have because this whole thing is the long con. We've talked about it. You know how a con breaks down is when the mark figures out they're getting conned. When enough American citizens figure out that we're getting conned, the con's over. We're going to fix everything like that overnight. We just need enough American citizens to figure it out. And that's why I always say you got to find it for yourself. you got to see it for yourself. So the crowdsourcing strategy is you're an editor. You take the content that you like and you send it out to all the people that you know and you make sure they watch it. It takes a little work. And then you ask them if they like it to send out to all the people they know. And what is the purpose of our strategy? Our purpose of our strategy is twofold. Number one, we want to bring down the long con. We want to bring it down. Once enough Americans understand they're being conned, then they're going to have to make a decision. Do I stay on the payroll? Or because I have some sacred honor and I'm a human being, I'm going to participate in preserving the republic. There's going to be a lot of people that even when they know there's a con on, because they're on the payroll, they're going to say, ah, I hope nobody in this audience is of that mindset. It requires some courage. It requires some integrity, some sacred honor to actually be willing to give up financial gain, material gain, for the spiritual purpose of maintaining our human freedom. And that's the choice we're all going to have to make. Freedom or what's called universal basic income, and we're going to come back to that. Universal basic income. That means you'll be happy, but you'll own nothing. Does that sound like it's going to work for you? Is that going to work for you, Taylor? Absolutely Tanner, not. That sorry. Is not gonna... <laughs> Thinking of Mark, I, might know who... I know it's not going to work for you. No way. No way. I mean, how can you be happy if you have nothing? Sorry, Tanner. But I'm glad that someone your age is saying, that's a scam. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You got a daughter. You already got something. Right? Got to get her a lot more too, yeah. Like I, how about freedom for her, yeah. so she can be whoever she wants to be, so she can pursue pursue her life and her liberty and her happiness. I mean, the Doomers, your generation. Yeah, I hope you all have children and start to look at these kids and going, are we going to take away their right? to pursue their happiness. I'll tell you what, the having a kid for me definitely uh made me wake up to a lot like paying attention to politics a lot more cuz before I was 19 I didn't pay any attention. I didn't care. It was just a joke to me. It wasn't until I had a kid that I was like I need to start paying attention to this cuz I need to pass the legacy on to her and her generation and if it's <laughs> if I'm looking at it and it's a mess, like it's going to be way worse for them. So I need to do my best to make it somewhat dealable for them we're working on it that's that's why what we're doing here we laughingly say we're on a mission from god mark and mark is is, is uh, in here as my guest the scientist we always say we're on a mission from god because everybody that's involved with professor penn mark is getting to see what this is all about now i hope you don't quit <laughs> anyhow 
We're in for the long haul, right? We're, we're playing our own long con, and it's not a con. We're playing the anti-con. So crowdsourcing, you're an editor, and you've put out this information, and we got two goals here. Number one, we got to get 70% of the American people on the same side of the football to vote for their freedom and their well-being. That's number one. That's an individual thing. But we're also looking for the intrepid, for the valiant that are going to get involved in the movement. And they're going to come into these political parties and we're going to help them get organized with content so they know how each state works, how this political process works, because it's a secret society. And when you come in, they basically have the power to get rid of you before your will is felt. And we just need enough people to come in all at once and we'll refresh both the Democrat and the Republican parties. I mean, we're all American citizens. Let us not be demonizing people. I, and I, you know, I have to say it again. I mean, all the Republicans that are in the freedom movement now, everybody voted for George Bush Sr., loved him. Everybody voted for George Bush, Bush Jr., we loved him. We didn't realize till afterward that these people were globalists. We didn't understand that their purpose was to destroy the sovereignty of the United States of America. And if you love this country, that's just not acceptable. If you love what this country has given you, like for me, I've gotten so much opportunity just to be myself, just to pursue myself. I have to stand up and work with you to get this going so that I can continue to be myself and you too. It's really about you being yourself and your children having a chance to find out who they are, not being told by a narrative that this is what truth is. No, we have to investigate the truth. And that's what you want to help people do. And how do you do it? You do it yourself. You have to see it for yourself. And I'm going to talk about a little something that happened last night in our government, because our government writes everything down, about you know, we got to see it for ourselves. It's just terrifying. When you, that's why you don't want to look, right? Because it's scary. Well, guess what? Either be scared or be dead. You figure it out. Pretty strong, isn't it? When you get involved in the party, you're in the party game. We refresh the parties. Look over in the Democrat Party. We got Robert Kennedy Jr., the son of a martyr, tearing it up. Tearing it up. He's taking the liberal wing of the party and making it question its support of the uni party. He is not a uni party candidate. He's an authentic American citizen who is creating a new constituency of both Republicans and Democrats. This guy is great. And then on the far left of the party, Cornell West, Harvard professor, philosopher, theologian, he's taking the real lefties out in the deep water because he's not a uni party supporter. And President Trump doesn't, you know, we don't think he, I don't, you know what, he's not a uniparty guy. A little overlap, but by and large, he's about the United States of America. And God bless him for fighting for it. And look at what he suffered. Look at what he suffered. Look at what all the people out in the front lines are suffering. Unbelievable. Letter writers. Who's going to be on the letter writing brigade? Who's going to figure out who your elected representatives are and write these people every day? We're going to help you write these letters. What, are the, what is the news that matters? What do we care about as a movement that we want to work on? Because if a million people 
wrote the Senate today on any issue, they'd give in because they don't want to give up their job in show business. It's too easy. It's not a job. They just had Mitch McConnell. You can go see it online yourself. He was standing in front of a microphone. We're talking about Joe Biden has some some mental acuity issues. Joe, Joe Biden, the, the head of the Republicans in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, he just drifted off into space and stood there like he'd been hit in the head with a club. Did you see that? Oh, maybe you want to look for that. It's incredible. He just stood there. He just lost it. And this guy's running the band. He's the band leader. Come on. These people are getting so old that are running this uni party. They're not even qualified to stand up and talk. They couldn't hold a conversation with me. That's why I tell all you uni party people, because the average age of the Republican Party in Minnesota is 462 years old. Any of you crypt keepers that would like to come into the ring and talk with me and we'll have it out and we'll try to convince each other. Hey, it's an open opportunity. It's a it's a open invitation for dialogue and discourse. The strategy. Some of the people are going to have to go out in the streets. You know, some of the people are going to have to walk along with signs that say, I don't want a central bank digital currency and protest. Where's the protesters? I'll give you a protest. Stop using your credit cards. You know, I talked about this and I told you I was going to check on it. I made an incorrect statement. I want to correct it. Whole Foods is going to Palm Readers. It's not going to be a chip. I'm jumping ahead of myself. That'll be next. This is the intermediate step where they're getting you used to a cashless society. Every Whole Foods in the country, and you know Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. Every one, there's 500 locations. By the end of the year, there's not going to be any cashiers anymore. You want to check out there, you're going to put your hand over a palm reader, and that's going to automatically uh, debit your credit card account. You know, there's no cash. They're not going to take cash. You're not going to have to pull your credit card out. They're going completely digital. This is part of the process of getting us ready for the cashless society. The cashless society will be the end of human freedom. We'll be going completely into a new world, and we don't want to go there. As Benjamin Franklin said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Let us prevent this by gumming up their program, by paying cash. Don't use your credit card. Have one emergency credit card. Get out of debt. Personally, get out of debt. Uh, yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But what would you prefer, to be a debt slave or to be a free person? In bondage as a slave or a free man or woman? That's your choice. No different than the Israelites in Egypt. No different than the African Americans that came to this country and were enslaved. And guess who's enslaving them? It's the exact same ideology of slavery, drugs, and piracy. It's just been rebranded and elevated into a technological framework. We have to fight this. They want to enslave me. Please join me. Please support the patriot economy. That's another part of the strategy. Support the patriot economy. Can you play this bit, Tanner, of the public square uh, introduction onto the New York Stock Exchange? This is, this is the patriot economy. Please go ahead. For our listeners, this is Public Square, which is a 
Patriot Economy uh, company getting listed on the New York Stock Exchange. It's a big deal. There's the Donald Trump Jr. in the front. That's good, Tanner. Thank you. Public Square. Public Square is a place that you can go where there's 40,000 businesses. It's a, it's a competitor to Amazon. I'm going to read you what's on their website. I'm promoting for Public Square. I'm not getting paid for it. And they don't need to pay me. Our values. This is right on their homepage. Go there and check it out. Our values. Pro-life. Think about this. Wow. Right on their website, on their landing page. Our values are pro-life, pro-family, and pro-freedom. Our mission guides everything we do. Businesses you find on public squares are values aligned by design. You're going to find our advertisers there, like Target and MyBookie.com. Public Square is a new Amazon. It's an anti-Amazon. We are united in our commitment to freedom and truth. That's what makes us Americans. We will always protect the family unit and celebrate the sanctity of every life. We believe small businesses are the communities who support them and the communities, let me try again. We believe small businesses and the communities who support them are the backbone of our economy. Small business, not the big box stores, small businesses like TireGet.com. We believe in the greatness of this nation and will always fight to defend it. Wow. Our Constitution is non-negotiable. Government isn't the source of our rights, so it can't take them away. They believe in God. Now, this founder of this company, Michael Seifert, for whatever reason, and I'm not here to say why, I don't know why, he's been chosen to create this giant marketplace of ideas in a business where you can go instead of going to Amazon or another woke organization. It's the Patriot Economy. Now, he's a, this company's now on the New York Stock Exchange. It's you know multi-billion dollar company. Let's see where it goes over time. I'm so grassroot. Let me tell you how grassroot I am. And when I say grassroot, I'm still getting walked on. So if you'd like to elevate me so I could be an American citizen, Free People Radio, it's a, it's a channel. It's supported by our advertisers. We don't have ambition to get on the New York Stock Exchange. We have ambition to get you into politics. We don't have ambition to be billionaires. We have ambition to survive with enough money coming in so we can get candidates elected like Royce White. We want real American citizens to emerge. And we want to have the funding from our viewers and our listeners so that we can sustain and continue to be building this community with you. So please, I'm not knocking Public Square, and I hope they're this way 100 years from now. You know, the Internet. Some of us were around when it started. Like Mark. You weren't. 
You're a twinkle in your mother's eyes. Okay? This thing was fenced as the freest thing in the history of the world. Remember? It's going to have freedom, free exchange of information, no rules, everything goes. Oh, it was great. It was great. Ended up being half porn, and the other half is controlled by the security state. Whoa. You see, things change over time. So my personal ambition as your servant, my ambition is very modest. I want to maintain my freedom. I want to continue to live. I want to see my children grow up. I want to see their children grow up. And I want them to grow up free and well. That's my ambition. I don't intend, nor would I ever do, stand in front of the stock exchange and ring the bell. That's not who I am, and that's not who I want to be. And all the people that are in this movement, we're not doing it for that reason. We're doing it to create this community with you, a community of well-being. And part of well-being is having the funds to grow the community. So please, the Patriot Economy, support it. And if you had to choose between brand A and brand freedom, you know, brand repression and brand freedom, brand palm reader and brand freedom, join Public Square and let's get, the, and you're going to see uh, our advertisers are going to be on there. I can guarantee Target's going to be on there soon. I can guarantee it because we have to support any community that's supporting those type of American values. Well, let me tell you about a little development, a little development that has happened in our country that I am privileged to know about, which 99.999% of the people know nothing about. And it's very telling. We talked last time about trade policy, and I called that episode, The Eyes Are the Window of the Soul. And this is The Eyes of the Window of the Soul, number two. And let's just remember where this comes from. And when I do this, I am not thumping the Bible. The Bible is a source material of information that's informative. Now, if you want to get into it as a, at a religious level, I salute you. But getting into it at the level of just information, just learning from what's in there, that's important. That's really important. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single or clear, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore that light that is in thee it be darkness, how great is that darkness? Okay, so we're going to take this at a very cursory level, and then I'm going to tell you where I'm heading with this. You know, I can look at people, because I've been trained in a secret society to do so, and tell from their eyes where they're coming from. And sometimes I'll meet people, it really pisses off people around me. I'll just look at them and say, okay, meeting's over. Because I can see into them through their eyes. Now, if they're super highly trained, they know how to hide themselves. But civilians don't know how to do that. So why I didn't do that earlier in my life is I'm raised, I was raised in such a religious family where my parents were so naive about the, the world. My father taught at the University of Minnesota. My mother was an activist 
leftist attorney. I mean, these people were dedicated to the people. They believed that all people were good. And they raised me that way, that all people, if you just educate them, they'll be good. They were wrong. And I know that because I know there's people in this world, no matter how much education you give them, they will use that education to pervert the world because they are given over to a Darwinist-only worldview. You got a yin and yang. We know there's a survival of the fittest, a competition. We know it. It's built into us. It's what makes us great. But we also have altruism. We have narcissism, and we have altruism. All my parents taught me was the altruistic part. They only gave me half the story, and I thank them for giving it to me. But that narcissist part, they just left it out. They just left it out. They just left it out. So I've spent my entire life getting parasitized by vampires because I'm a good person, and these vampires come in, and I can't, you know, I couldn't sort it out because I'm not a vampire. It took me almost my entire adult life to realize I have to protect myself. So now, if I look at someone's eyes, and they're dull and vacant, and I can see there's no light of knowledge and learning and prayer. And remember, you don't have to pray to be prayerful. You can be pursuing knowledge and truth. Same thing. You know, I have a very wide descriptor on this. That's why I'm not a Bible thumper. Now, you know I believe in the Bible, and I make it very clear, and I pray every podcast. Every time I call, come on, please call me crazy, and thank you for letting me guest host again. But you go over to the Professor Penn podcast, I pray there too. Please go over and subscribe. We want to make these communities merge together. We pray because that's me. But let's say it's not you. I'm not judging against you for that. We're all in a different place in our walk. And the search for truth, the, 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 the honest inquiry that comes with the, the desire to find the truth, the search for truth, it's the same thing to me. You know, there's like on a wheel, there's all these spokes on a wheel. You can start on this spoke, you can start on this spoke. Hey, you're going to end up at one hub, one hub. So it doesn't matter where you start on the wheel, what spoke you come in on, you're going to end up in the hub. So wherever you enter on, I salute you, I support you. But I'm reading this, this Matthew piece, this is Matthew 6.22, because this is one of the first places where it's recorded about the importance of the energy the energy we share through our eyes. We're energy systems. The whole thing is an energy system. Matter is information. That's physics. That information, we share it one to another. So if you look at someone, you can see, hey, this person's disturbing. Come on, protect yourself. That's what I've learned. Well, now we're going to make our transition into the special news of the day. The eye of the soul of the United States of America is our trade policy. I'm going to say it again because it's a little esoteric. The soul of America, to look into the soul of who we are as a people, you understand our trade policy because our trade policy tells us as American citizens how the individual citizens are being treated by our political system. And we've talked about, we all know the, the scam, the long con. We've moved to this global governance. We've moved to global trade. Companies seek the lowest 
possible price of labor to increase their profitability. And there's a political component of that because they're looking for one world governance. Now, remember, we, we showed that thing at the, at the front end. That was just about the surveillance state. There was another institute at the same time, going back to the 1880s, that was looking for one world governance. One world governance. And how do you get there? International trade, breaking down the borders of countries so that capital is a fungible commodity and products are fungible commodities that can be built anywhere and shipped anywhere. And it can really, over time, the, the front end of it is it makes people rich. The back end of it, it makes everybody the same. Poor. That's what trade's all about. If it's not done in service to the individual American citizen. And I follow trade policy very carefully because since 1987, I've been involved in international trade. And I tell all of you, go to the federalregister.gov if you truly have a desire to see it for yourself. Because every day our government publishes our executive branch, the president's branch, that has all the different uh, departments like the Department of Education, the Department of Commerce, the, the Department of Defense, everything that these departments do every day gets recorded because they write everything down, unless it's top secret. But if it's just normal business or what they say is not secret, they write it down. They write it down. And I was talking the last podcast, the last Please Call Me Crazy, about our trade policy, the current trade architecture goes back to the smooth Hawley Trade Act, which happened after World War I. And during the Great Depression, our government erected a new kind of trade architecture which allowed for what's called the imposition of anti-dumping. And what's dumping? Dumping is when another country can produce a product and sell it into the United States at prices that undermine our domestic industry. Now you'd think, okay, that's some rich cats that want to keep their stack. And that's true. But what's very interesting is, is the workers can also sue for relief because they could lose their jobs. They don't want to have nothing. Like these poor cashiers that are working at Whole Foods, they're all going to lose their jobs. You know, I went to a, I hadn't been to a movie, and you have to excuse me, you know, it's my age and it's just, I'm so busy. I hadn't been to a movie, in a movie theater, since before COVID. And I went to the movie theater to see that movie, uh, Song of Freedom. I couldn't even figure out how to get into the movie theater. No one was taking tickets. There was nobody at the front desk. I had, I had bought my tickets online, which, you know, I wanted to make sure I got seats, and I'm never doing that again. And I got there. There was nobody working there. I could have just walked in the movie theater and sat down, and nobody would have known. There was nobody there guarding the store. You know why? Because they've determined, and I'm sure it was very well studied, that rather than hiring a bunch of young people to work for 15 bucks an hour or 12 bucks an hour, minimum wage, whatever they were paying them, it was cheaper for them to let people come in and sit down for free than hire people. Those people are losing their jobs. And this is going to happen in every 
fast food restaurant. I mean, there's going to be no jobs in the service industry because now with artificial intelligence and robotics, none of these people are necessary. Oh, isn't that scary, right? They're not necessary. And this is spreading up through all of industry where, you know, even in industrial production jobs, the automation and the robotics and the computerization is getting so sophisticated that you can run an entire factory. Mark, am I making this up or is this true? Mark is, a, is an industrial engineer of the highest caliber. In fact, when he retired from his job, he was running one of the major companies in the world, a name you'd know, I'm not going to mention it, but it's a household name. He ran all their engineering worldwide. How many people worked for the company when you were when you left? He was in charge of the engineering for a company that had 120,000 employees. 120,000, this is a, an iconic brand. This is a major company, right? A major worldwide international company. And it was, it's owned here in the United States. But guess what? It's not really an American company anymore. It's got manufacturing in Mexico, China, Europe, South America, everywhere. It's an international company. It's still owned here. It's still domiciled in the United States, but its orientation is international. It's part of the global scene. It's part of the global scene. And what's going on in all these companies, these major manufacturing companies, and even down to the level of, you know, your grocery store, the technology is allowing for the elimination of jobs. And what do you do with people when they can't work? when there's no jobs for them. You know, they're putting the profits and the efficiency ahead of the people. And that's why we're in this moment where we're digitizing and we're losing our freedom. That's why they're reducing us to inventory because they don't need us. We're not needed. They don't even need doctors. You think these doctors are going to be around? First of all, you only get to see them for 15 minutes. You, go, you know, you used to go to the doctor. They used to make hot. When I was a young man, the doctor came to my house with his black bag and his stethoscope. Listen to my chest, feel my head, talk to my mother. It was great that the healer came to the house. I always felt better. Now you get 15, you could be dying, dying. With a complex case, you get one, two, three. Three fives, 15 minutes. If you're not done in 15 minutes, they start knocking on the door. They're there selling services. And you know what? Those guys are educated. They talk back. Why not get rid of them too? Just walk into a phone booth, get scanned, have a little automatic blood draw, and they give you a printout, and they say, hey, hey, hey. And you know your future. We're, we're being removed from the equation because technology is allowing them to remove us. And when I say they, I don't want to lose my job. Tanner, I don't want you. You know, Tanner, I have to tell you, there's somebody we both know mm -hmm. who you like, who's starting a business where all my content can get done remotely. It goes into his servers, and he posts it up out of his servers, and we don't need producers anymore. Isn't that interesting? That's a scary thought. Oh, you know this person, right? Yeah. Okay, we're not getting rid of you. That's why we got the mic on you now. You're part of the podcast. Okay. That <laughs> computer cannot talk back to me in a way I want to hear it. 
I'm yeah. not looking for an artificial intelligence conversation. I'm looking for a human conversation. Well, I'm very thankful. Yeah. Well, that's a fact, Jack. So trade, trade, international trade, that's the window into the soul of our country. That's the window into the soul of our country. And I get up every morning, every single morning, and I read that Federal Register. Because after all, I am Professor Penn. I'm the goofball that reads those bills, like the Emmer Bill, the greatest cut in American history. Yeah, and they're still pissed at me here because I keep telling them he's a propagandist. It's just not true. All you got to do is read the bill. When you read the bill, you realize the maximum cut is $800 million. And I have to tell you, $800 million in a budget of $6 trillion, I think we'd call that de minimis, wouldn't we? De minimis. Doesn't matter. It's like a paperclip fund. It's unbelievable. So I got up this this uh, this morning, as I often do, at about uh, 4.30 in the morning. And I went to the Federal Register, and I looked under the International Trade Administration, and I read all of the trade decisions that they made yesterday. And there's a case involving a product I'm very familiar with that has this anti-dumping. Anti-dumping, again, is a punitive tax that's put on a foreign-made product to protect local industry and local workers. Because after all, we want them to keep their jobs, right? We want our businesses to stay in business. We want to have a functioning economy. And there was an anti-dumping tax on a product that was made mostly by Chinese factories that were domiciled in the country of Thailand. And there was already anti-dumping on this product, 16.67%, which interestingly was not enough. Anti-dumping is supposed to retard the import by increasing its cost in the street. But even though they put that 16.67% on there, the demand was blown through the roof. And I'll tell you why. This inflation. You know, Tanner, when you go to the store, there's a premium product there, right? Yeah. And then there's an entry-level product. And if the premium product's 500 bucks and the entry-level product's 200 bucks, and you only have $201 in your pocket, which one are you going to buy? <laughs> the one I can afford. Well, that's what it is. We got inflation. They're pricing us out with this inflation. So, of course, these low-cost products are coming in in every industry. I'm not mentioning the product because it doesn't matter. It's every industry. They're flooding into the country. And they're undermining our American workers and our American businesses. It's making everybody poor. You get the scam, the long con, it's making everybody poor and therefore dependent on the government. It's a program. They thought it out just like that opening bit in the early 60s. How do we make everybody dependent on the government? How do we control this population? Hey, just make everybody poor. If they're dependent on us for food and a place to live, all we got to do is give them a universal basic income. We'll give them some dope so they can get high, so they don't, you know, think too much. We'll give them a feed on their, you know, on their smartphone so they can, you know, do unholy things. I'm trying to keep my language right now. And we'll give them uh, some uh, rent control. And they'll live in their little apartment and they'll live in their diet. And then we're going to, you know, that's how people are going to live. 
instead of you know being free to have a great paying job, feel good about yourself, buy a new car, buy a house, get married, have kids, live the American dream. The American dream is about people pursuing their dream. That'd be freedom. Very difficult to manage freedom. It's a messy thing to manage. Make everybody poor, put them on the payroll. Hey, very easy, very easy. So I opened up that Federal Register, and this product had a 16.67% tax. And every year the government is bound to go back and review what happened the year previously and adjust the rate. Because if the subject imports are on the decline, maybe the rate can come down if we need the supply. Conversely, if the imports are increasing, they're supposed to increase the rate because we want to protect those jobs and those industries. And some of you out there are union workers. You're in the USW. You're in the AFL-CIO. You actually make things, and they're clipping you out. And if you're a Democrat, and you're watching this, I want you to know that your Democrat organization, that would be the Democrat administration of Joe Biden and all his familiars, this group of cats, spit in your face. And if you have union friends, you need to let them know, and they probably do know, they just need permission to get off the Democrat plantation. They're putting these people out of work. They're doing it on purpose. They lowered this tax they were obligated to raise the tax, and they lowered the tax so more of this product can come in the country. It's going to undermine our industry. People are going to lose their jobs. And they did it. And I thought the Democrat Party, I thought the Democrat Party was the party of uh, labor, the labor party. Isn't that the isn't the Democrat Party supposed to be the, the labor party? I, I am not the person to ask. Isn't the Democrat learning. Party supposed to be Labor? That's what they said they were. That's what Mark has to say, because he's my age. Tanner, the Democrat Party, my entire life, was the party of labor. Their strongest supporters are the industrial unions and the service workers' unions. The teachers' union, the government employees' union, the AFL-CIO, the United Steel Workers. These unions are the core constituency of the old Democrat Party. But you know, if you're a Democrat and you're watching this, your party's changed. Your party has changed. It's changed. It's now the party of the elites. The elites. I'm talking about the 2,000 or so individuals that got 100 billion bucks a piece, and they're running this thing. If you're a union member, I want you to know Now, once we get the racists and the anti-Semites and the homophobes and the xenophobes clipped out of the Republican Party, you have permission to come join with us. We're the party of the people. We're the party that's concerned about freedom and well-being. That's it. Not the Democrat. And the Democrat proved it. And it was terrifying for me. I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep. I can't get my ghost bed fast enough. I need help with my sleep. When you search this stuff out for yourself, when you see it for yourself and your sleep gets disturbed, you go to ghostbed.com. Everything for your bedroom from a mattress to sheets to pillows, all the accoutrements for your bedroom, 
with a super cooling material that keeps you cool at night so you don't sweat, comfortable sleep, restful sleep. Nothing could be more important to our well-being. Sleep might be the most important element of well-being other than faith. Faith, number one. And it says, again, not to go biblical on you, it's just information. But it says in the good book, God gives his beloved rest. God gives his beloved rest. That's how important sleep is. So if you're sleeping well, hey, God loves you. God must not be through, you know, he must not be through with me because I'm not sleeping so good. So I'm going to go to ghostbed.com and I'm going to put in promo code Royce and I'm going to get 40% off their entire catalog. Again, we're supporting this company because they're supporting us. Please, I'm asking you, go to ghostbed.com, check out their catalog, and buy something. Buy something, anything. I'm not asking you to spend $10,000. Spend 100 bucks. Support these people. They're supporting this broadcast. You like listening to Royce. You're part of the Please Call Me Crazy audience. You're probably part of the fearless audience. You're a Royce White supporter. You're watching the big three. You're in the movement. Hey, being in the movement requires more than saying you're in the movement. It requires a little work and a win-win. You get something you need for your bedroom and you're supporting a patriot economy, which is supporting truth media. Everybody wins. Ghostbed.com, promo code Royce, 40% off. Get it done right now. Go right now after the show's over and visit ghostbed.com. Because I need to sleep. Because when I see, when I see the Democrat Party, the party of labor that has existed my entire lifetime because of the support of the industrial unions and the service unions, when I see them look at the USW, the United Steelworkers that have a million people, either active or retired, in two of the most important swing states, Ohio and Pennsylvania. I'm right about that, aren't I, Mark? There's a million USW. They control politics in Ohio and Pennsylvania, and the Democrat Party just said, up yours. Man, if I was a United Steelworker, I would be mad as hell. So if you're a steelworker or you know a steelworker, let's start to talk to the steelworkers. Come on, we want you in here. We're going to get rid of all the selfish people. We want all the people that want to work in America, that want dignity in America, that want a job in America, that want a family in America, that want a home in America and a car in America. You know, maybe some of these auto companies, because, you know, they're all woke with these electric vehicles and all these tire companies that put the tires on these vehicles. Maybe these people are starting to figure out in senior management, hey, you know what? This con we're in, remember we talked about the long con? The long con. They might be figuring out that they're really not part of the future. Because when we go off into these uh, electronic vehicles that are based on, these electric vehicles that are based on lithium and other rare earths, we're never going to have enough raw material to replace the gas-powered fleet. They're just not telling me that. I'm not going to be able to afford or drive a vehicle. Now, I know there's people out here in this crowd already that don't have vehicles. When I was young, when I was Tanner's age, you either got a car or you went home. 
Everybody wanted to have a car. It was a symbol of, of freedom and hard work and being worthy. Not anymore. Ride sharing. Okay, I'm going to tell you again. I said this last time and I'm going to say it again. It's a scam, and I'm going to get back to these vehicle companies. It's called the in and the in. That's why I know this climate drama is a long con, because I know as a businessman who knows business people of significance, these people don't give a tinker's damn about the environment, about your well-being, about any of these social equity issues. They've been made to do it by the banks that finance them. The actual executives, they're just like me. They just want to turn a profit. They're narcissists. They haven't made the move to altruism. Do you think the entire business community of the world all of a sudden became altruistic in 10 years? That's impossible. These people are performing a role in the long con, and their borrowers, their borrowers, their, their banks are telling them, you must do this. And what are they doing? It's called the in and in. It's part of the long con. At the moment of the hurrah, the, a conspirator in on the con, but assuming the role of an interested bystander, puts an amount of money into the same scheme as the victim to add an appearance of legitimacy. This can reassure the victims, that'd be you and me, and give the con man greater control when the deal is completed. Huh? Environmental, climate, climate crisis, social equity crisis. These companies are in on it. No, they're not. They are what's called the interested bystander. We're in a long con created in England. This is an English con. We're in a con game. And I'm thinking maybe some of these car companies are figuring out. I mean, there's a lot of car companies, right? You think some of them are figuring out now that they're not all going to make it? See, there's going to be cracks now in the wall at the highest level of the industrialists all the way down to your next-door neighbor. This con's going to come unwound because of Truth Media, because you're crowdsourcing. You're sending this information out. And when the USW figures out that they've been pantsed, they've put... If you go online, this is another thing you can do, which people don't do. You can go to, there's a website. It's called the Federal Election Commission, where every candidate and every elected official has to post up every dollar they take in and every dollar they send out because it's transparent. And why do they do it? Because they know you're not going to go look at it. I look at it. I'll be your humble reporter. And I'm going to tell you, the USW donates money to every single member of Congress on both sides of the aisle, because it's a unity party after all. And you know what they found out? They're wasting their money, because nothing could have been more important to the USW than the government protecting their jobs, and instead of lowering this tax, they needed to raise it. These people are pissed. They're pissed. And I don't know what kind of scam they're going to fence to these people, but they're going to have to have an explanation for it. And this is happening in every product under this 
Democrat administration. Remember, what they're trying to preserve is the post-World War II Democrat liberal order. That's what we call it from a scholarly perspective. And half the Republican Party is in on this. These are the Republicans that we call rhinos. Rhinos. They're globalists. They love this. They're on the payroll somehow. Whatever it is. Maybe they used to be ex-military and then they went to work for a contractor. Maybe they're just getting a military pension and they want to see their pension continue. I mean, there's a, a gazillion reason why they, these rhinos, maybe they own businesses and they're able to manipulate the uni party to protect them. Maybe they're just dumb. There's a lot of dumb people that just don't do their homework. I run into that all the time. Boy, just this week, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., maybe we should play this, appeared on Sean Hannity on Fox News. Not a right-wing organization. Fox News is a globalist organization. And Kennedy just sliced Hannity up like a sausage. You know, you think it would start to work its way through into people's minds that there, there's, there's conflict and there's other ideas. Maybe we can get some more people taking these red pills. But half the Republican Party, as you know, is down on this global governance and this one world currency because they're in on it somehow. I don't know how. Maybe they think that if they support the regime, they'll be okay. I don't know, but they're wrong. They're making everybody poor. They're making everybody sick. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. Everybody is getting poorer. How are they doing it? It's called inflation. It's called unemployment. It's called $33 trillion of federal debt that every one of us owe on. And that's where the, the, the con's going to get played out. It's called the hurrah. We're going to have a big financial crisis because, you know, the debt hole is getting bigger and bigger. Because what's going to happen is, like in this one industry I'm talking about, these people are going to lose their jobs. I mean, right now, this product is about 32% of consumption in the United States of that product. Now that the government has said, hey, come on, come on in, it's going to go to 40 50% right away because Tanner and Professor Penn, I don't have the money to buy the premium goods. I'm buying the lowest price thing I can get my hands on because I don't have any money in my pocket, just like you. Sucks. And it's not an accident. That's why I played that Herman Kahn piece at the beginning. These people are working a plan, and we're sitting around thinking it's all an accident. That's called going to a gunfight with a pocket knife. We have to get just as organized with our strategy as they are with their strategy. We have to be just as organized and just as intent on defeating their strategy. Number one, search for the truth. Number two, become an editor. Number three, consider getting involved in the political parties, and we'll help you do it. We'll organize you, because otherwise they'll, they won't do it. You, know, you think you're going to go to a political party? They're going to teach you how to be a politician? Nah, they don't want you involved. That would make you inside the wire. I don't want that. Remember, we got four stooges now. Four, I added a fourth stooge. Remember, we got, we don't, Mr. We don't do that here, because they're going to tell us we don't do politics. That's why you don't want to be involved in politics, because we got Mr. We don't do that here. We got Mr. History doesn't matter, because, you know, they want us to be dumb. 
we got Mr. We don't need any more Republicans. Well, that's obvious because the party might change. They might lose control of it. And we got a new one. We got Mrs. We don't need to protect our children. Oh, that's getting kind of out on a limb, isn't it? That's how far these people are getting out on a limb. They'll vote against protecting children to maintain the status quo of piracy and drugs and slavery. Oh, you know what? This is how the con breaks down. When the truth starts to come out, that's why I have to be very careful how I talk so I can stay part of the YouTube community. You have to be very careful how you talk. Please, when you're writing your Congress people, be respectful. Let us not be angry because the scribes and the Pharisees and the hypocrites control the law. You step out of line in this game, we lose. The movement loses. We're going to use a constitutional process. We're going to create messaging that brings 70% of the people together. That's what you and I are working on. And I need your feedback to get this done. New messaging. Men <laughs> and women, if, there, if our government is not going to protect my job, because my job's affected by this, you know, if they're not going to protect my job, I need a new government. I need people that are going to protect my well-being. That's why they're there. They're not doing it. The social compact is destroyed. These people do not want to protect my well-being. Birth and death, a series of diagnostic codes and revenue streams to drugs that enrich a very small number of people. I'm inventory. I'm not a human being. I'm inventory. And you're inventory. And it's making me mad. So instead of me sitting around inventing, venting, which is wasted energy, I'm actually involved in the game. And I'm here with you to help motivate you and provide the information so you can join me in the game at whatever level you want to do it. Mark's looking at me saying, good salesman, right? Mark knows I'm a good salesman. We're a machine gun team. He makes them, I sell them. It's great. It's fantastic. But in this thing, he's helping me make and I'm helping me sell because we're in this game with you. That's why we're doing this, trying to keep our head above water. We're broadcasting. Kind of like Morpheus in the, in the Matrix. We're, we're broadcasting in the Matrix, trying to wake up the blue pill people. And you can't trust them because they're on the blue pills. We've got to be very careful. And some of these blue pill people, they're not really blue-pilled. They're really evil people. We can't tell the difference. The outcome's the same. So we want to work on getting better messaging, better messaging, new messaging, new messaging that overcomes the narrative of climate, of social equity, and of democracy. And I'm going to repeat myself again because we got to get it through. Every, a lot of people in the party watch me. What is everybody afraid to do in the Republican Party? They're afraid to be honest about what they think because they already lost the game before it started. Oh, you can't question the environmentalism. You can't question that. People are going to, it's a scam. There's no environmental crisis. We're going to have to wrap our minds around that. You know, when I was young, we were all going to die of air pollution. Then we were all going to die of water pollution. Then we were all going to die of pesticides. And all that stuff does kill you. But we have an environmental protection agency started by a, a Democrat named Richard Nixon. 
Oh, actually, he was Republican, but he was a uniparty guy. They, it was an older time. There was some honor. They wanted to protect the people from chemicals. It was great. Then we were going to die because the world was going to freeze out. We were going to have a, a new ice age. And I, well, we were terrified about that. Ice age. I already for 10 years. Then, oh, we're all going to fry. Global warming. Now it's climate change. You know, these people are like communists and liberals and progressives. They just keep rebranding the same long con. And when a, a, a scientist jumps up, a scientist jumps up like this guy that won the physics Nobel Prize in 2022. That'd be Dr. John Clauser, who was what, the physics laureate. I mean, that's not poetry now, okay? This is physics. You don't get the Nobel Prize of physics on a BS story. This guy is a smart guy. This guy is a smart guy. He's a physicist. Any of you try to take college physics? I did. I took college physics, and I spent the whole semester in my professor's office just trying to keep my head above water. Of course, I went to school a year early. I was a little under-resourced, and I did pass, and the guy's name was Professor Gavin. And I remember how lovingly he worked with me because it was science. We weren't in there talking about poetry. We were talking about differential equations. I bet you didn't know I took physics, did you? I did. That's why sometimes I ask you questions out of nowhere. Did you actually figure that out like that? It was a dumb question, but I just enjoy the answer. Anyhow, listen to this. This is the 2022, that's last year, Nobel Physics Laureate Dr. John Clauser slammed the climate emergency, which is about making us have, you know, uh, free-floating anxiety about surviving. Oh, the end is near. That'll get you to do some strange stuff. That's part of the con. He slammed the narrative. This is a Nobel laureate. Dangerous corruption of science that threatens the world's economy and the well-being of billions of people. And he was immediately deplatformed. Immediately the next day, they deplatformed him. Lost all of his speaking engagements. He probably lost his bank accounts. I mean, this guy told the truth, and that's bravery. But when you get people jumping up at the level of a physics Nobel Prize winner and you're saying it's a scam, whoa, the narrative is breaking down. Spread out the information because we're going to go after this in the new party. If we have an environmental crisis, yes, of course we do. We have a lot of environmental issues we can clean up. There, we're bathed in toxicity. We're bathed in toxicity, from chemical to radiation. None of it's necessary. There's workarounds. There's always a scientific workaround if the people demand it. Okay, there's always a workaround. We don't have to breathe poison. We've just been enculturated to accept it. Hey, we need term limits on our politicians. If this climate issue is such a big deal, we got to get some young people in there. Not people that have been serving for 30 years, fossils, like uh, Mitch McConnell who's standing up there drooling in front of the people, or President Biden who doesn't know where he is. These people are going to be experts on how we're going to adjust our environment so that it's more well-being for the people? Come on. These people don't know from Shinola. Well, you're going to have to write that one down. I like that from Shinola. That's two beeps. Here, let's do it three times for fun. Beep, beep, beep. From Shinola. They don't know it. We got to go after this, this environmental thing really seriously. Seriously. Term limits handles it. Let's get young scientists. 
involved in politics because they want to preserve freedom because they're seeing this Nobel laureate make this decision. This influences the scientific community. This is bravery. Bravery. Because the scientific method is always self-critical, always questioning. If it's not, it becomes a religion called scientism, which is part of humanism, which is part of Darwinism, which is a religion aimed at doing what? Eliminating the spiritual life of this planet so we can be controlled. That's where we're at. I hope I'm talking from my heart. I'm trying to be entertaining, but this is really serious. These people want to sever your relationship with things that are beyond the material. That's what they're doing. And they're doing it for one reason, so that you're under their control. If you want to be controlled by a global governance, ignore this. If you want to maintain your freedom, join the movement and let's figure out the strategy. Social equity. Equity means the value of my shares, not that we're all going to have the same thing. This is a way of making everybody poor. How do you control people? They're poor. Poor people need help. They're using the historical oppression of people of color by a small group of British and Spanish and German and French colonialists and American colonialists. Hey, we were in on it. We were at the tail end. We didn't get the good spoils. These people abused human beings all over the world, and they're using that to get us all to be poor. That's it. They're just using the suffering of people to make you and me and everyone poor. Poor, so we can be controlled. Controlled by the fear of climate change. We have to give up everything to save the earth, right? Well, of course, social equity. Those two things work together. Twin towers of doom. We just have to pose this very eloquently. And democracy, hey, democracy, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. That's number one. And number two, democracy is a cover story for empire. Empire. Just say the empire. Because the empire is striking back. So we better get Johnny on the spot with this stuff. I'm going to end up with uh, one little update, news update. I want to thank you for joining me. It's great to have Mark in the studio watching. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Tanner's contributing. It's fantastic. We're getting our game better and better. I'm going back to this Israel thing because we can see ourselves more easily by looking at another example. Sometimes it's hard to see ourselves. In Israel, there's two groups. There's a group of Ashkenazi, basically white Jewish people that don't believe in God. They're cultural Jews. They do not believe in God. They believe in science. And they are the Marxist root of the state of Israel. They are the ones that were the Zionists. They are the ones that created the state of Israel. And they are being outproduced, outbred, outpopulated by the Middle Eastern Jews who are dark-skinned, who have maintained their faith in the one true God. And they're having a huge fight over the control of Israel, just as we're having that fight in the Republican Party. There's no fight in the Democrat Party. They're all globalists, all of them. Well, our RFK is kind of scrambling the eggs. Cornell West is going to scramble the eggs. Even the Democrat Party, ha, they're inside the wire there too. You know, this is what happens when you're getting down to your last leg. Surprising things happen. 
But just like we have in the Republican Party, where we have a group of people that believe in human well-being and a group of people that believe in materialism, and they're at war with each other, and they are, in Israel, we got a group of people that believe in the materialism and the scientific method and really transhumanism. Israel is a center for transhumanism. And how appropriate, because it's, you know, it's the land of flowing with milk and honey. It's God's gift to the Jewish people. So, of course, the anti-Jews, the people that don't believe in God, have been in control of the institutions. And the fight there is about the last leg of the old party, which is the Supreme Court of Israel. And guess what? Those new messages, those new people that believe in well-being and God have won. They have now are in the process of defanging the old message in the old party. They're winning. That's why you're hearing people say, oh, it's the end of Israel. No, it's not. It's the end of eugenics and transhumanism run amok in Israel because these new players that are in charge are going to view science very positively. They're going to be supporting of science as long as it enhances human well-being because they also know that there's a spiritual world. They're more balanced. They have a spiritual and a material element to their worldview. They're being painted as, as extremists, just like I am. I got people telling the press that I'm an anti-Semite. Come on, I'm Jewish. Or Royce, he's a racist, a black man. Come on, they're going to say anything so that the message gets stomped out. That's why all the racists and anti-Semitisms, those people, again, American Nazi parties right down the block, they're waiting for you. We want to prevail and create a human-centered well-being culture. And to do that, we got to be in the strategy. We got to be smart about it. So I want to thank you. I'll see you soon again. Go to the Professor Penn Podcast. Join that community. And we're going to go out again with the Precinct Strategy commercial Led by Royce, thank you very much. Please be well. Marxism is everywhere. It is all around us. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when others are too afraid to speak their mind. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. I offer you a choice, a choice between two worlds. Take the blue pill and continue living in the world of complacency and indifference. Or take the red pill. Join us in a world where patriots come together to fight for freedom. What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. The precinct strategy will teach you what it takes to help elect America first candidates who share your love of country and a vision for a better America. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Choose wisely. Your future depends on it. Precinctstrategy.com now.